0: Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven Podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode one hundred and six. My name is Arun Kumar and I am the driver and I'm here with my co host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Good morning. Doing all right. A
1: little grumpy this morning, but you know, we'll we'll climb out of the hole. Hopefully by the end of this podcast that brings me back up you know
0: I, I think what we have in store today will bring you out of the hole okay i'll just say that
1: all right because you don't know
0: but it'll be good
1: yeah so it just a little, little like side tangent i just came across this crazy looking car on this auction site you're gonna
0: I, you gonna share it with the audience today um i mean i'll mention it but
1: but it's not something i would pick for our thing it's just kind of cool looking I'd never seen one before
0: okay so before we get too far into this if you like what you hear on this podcast please share it and we're still steadily growing we've got a lot of people going back and listening to old episodes which I very much appreciate yeah we're accumulating the listens and that's awesome because every single additional person who listens to the podcast and gets a little bit absorbs just a little bit of the driven mindset is becoming a better person. And the more people who adopt the driven mindset, the bigger the community gets and the stronger each of us individually gets within that community. And each of us stronger, individually driven is making the world a better place. And with that, we'll transition into just some current events. We, we cover auto news on these podcasts and and this week i sent dan a jd power vehicle dependability survey so uh i think i'll just open it up dan what do you think of the jd power 2024 dependability survey um i mean i don't really care for jd power's
1: stuff any like just in general so like when you send me this file i i respond to you ew jd power (laughs) but what do you why do you think that um because well one chevrolet uses them in like every commercial that they've ever put out since like the (laughs) mid-2000s that's not a reason to hate the company no 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 no, hold on a second (laughs) and and here's here's the problem uh, and why my my vision on them is so biased is that they use old data if you read in the fine print like the model years selected they'll say like it's like three years behind so like how can you say you're an award-winning model when it was three years ago it could be a totally different generation of car
0: okay still not a reason to hate jd power
1: um jd power also does that occasionally and they also aren't very forthright on the dependability report, on what is the problem that a vehicle is having.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. But I do think, I mean, when I read the categories of the problems, it totally makes sense. Sure. On this one. So just to, to get everybody else up to speed, this is a press release that I sent Dan that just says, vehicle dependability slumps as rate of deterioration increases published February 8th, 2024. And this is the 35th year of this study that covers 184 specific problem areas across nine major vehicle categories, climate, driving assistance, driving experience, exterior features, controls, displays, infotainment, interior, powertrain, and seats. So, I'll agree with you. Those are
1: weird categories. Yeah, it's just strange categories. And yeah. in like, when I look at the list, it honestly doesn't shock me who's at the top.
0: No. But so let's uh, hear the key and I, and findings. And I can explain it from an owner's perspective. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Following are the key findings of the 2024 study. Infotainment system woes continue to plague owners. So, yeah, duh. That's an obvious one. Annoyance with driver assistance alerts grows over time. The number of problems related to driver assistance system alerts has increased between the 90 day ownership period and the three year ownership period. Many would think that after three years, owners would become used to the alerts on their vehicle. However, that is not the case. Increased problem levels are experienced across multiple driver assistance features, including but not limited to lane departure warning slash lane keeping assist and forward collision warning and automatic emergency braking.
1: Uh, I, and I'm just going to let everybody know both those first two points I've had issues with in my car.
0: Yeah. And I had issues in my the newest car I ever owned was the 2018 Q50 that when I traded it off or, or sold it back to the dealership off the lease a year and a half into my ownership the infotainment system had drastically slowed down and the forward collision as uh, a uh, warning system would frequently go off without yeah. anything in front of me such so much so that i ended up turning it off completely yep my 18 month old car
1: mine was so bad uh Pretty much every Audi vehicle from my year had a recall for it. <laughs> to That's the bad. point, like yeah. it, it was it was such a bad system that it would lock me out of my GPS in my car. Like uh, it would just never load. Yeah, I remember then, you saying that before. Then, yeah, it's super annoying. And then the the drivers alerts, like my right sensor, my front right sensor, will just go off when it feels like it.
0: Your parking sensor or your forward yep, par- collision par-
1: parking yeah. sensor for collision uh i i think i have it turned off to be honest i think i i think i took it off because at the racetrack it it would really hate it yeah that's sketchy yeah (laughs) on the road course could you imagine
0: if i didn't turn it off no thanks (laughs) Uh, okay and then the final key finding of the 2024 study is electrified vehicles more problematic than others and dan don't don't even say anything. We're just going to let that one hang. Oh, we're,
1: we're talking about electric cars being problems? Hold on a second.
0: No, no, no. I said don't say anything. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> we'll make let it that, one be. Just make we'll it let that one be. Okay. <laughs> now, to your point, let's let's just fill people in on the highest and lowest ranked vehicles here. I'll do top top and bottom five. Uh, at the top, <laughs> some of these are entertaining. Some of these are expected. Uh Lexus and Toyota are number Shocking. 1 and 2. Oh my goodness, what a surprise. Shocking. Uh 3 and 4 are Buick and Chevrolet, which is weird. So Buick uh, Buick substantially higher than Chevrolet.
1: Yeah, so um how many Buicks do
0: they sell uh, here? 10. <laughs> like, like So it's it's possible that the results are skewed just due to a low sample size. They did This is based on 31,000 drivers. So Which, not the not a giant number, but it's still a pretty it, it, big and, number, and
1: that's like the same reason why I have issues with like politics polls. Like I just that's don't th- deem thirty one thousand cars as a big enough pool. There are yeah. millions of cars sold a year,
0: but okay. So so Buick somehow ends up in the top five, and then Mini rounds off the top five tied with chevy also the, how many minis did they yeah. sell last year <laughs> the bottom five there's really no surprise on any of these it's chrysler is the worst by a lot by, by a lot yeah and then and i and have then, speculation yeah and then i'm and dan i'm gonna stop you again so we get through the whole list and then we'll come back to this yep. audi is the second worst kind of already to your point then we have Land Rover and Volkswagen pretty neck and neck and then number fifth worst manufacturer for vehicle dependability is Tesla technically <laughs> yeah
1: Te- technically yeah but they, they I know that there's some fine print somewhere on this file that says that they don't have access to a lot of Tesla data because uh, they don't
0: allow it so there's still 252 problems yeah, there could, per 100 it, it vehicles. Yeah, it could be
1: worse. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it, it could be. It could yeah. be right where it, Who knows? Yeah. They, they don't allow certain data to be collected. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Do you have any comments on, on
0: anything on the bottom five?
1: Uh, Chrysler doesn't surprise me. I, I think that their quality control has just gone straight out the window, and there's reasons why they, they have... Uh, an obs- like an insane amount of like vehicles on lots that they can't sell. Like th- there, there's a reason for it being that high and why they can't sell stuff. So uh,
0: Chrysler Chrysler currently sells three cars. Yeah, they have the Pacifica, and then according to their own vehicle lineup, this is a separate vehicle: the C- Pacifica hybrid. Mm. And then the 300. Are they
1: even selling the 300 right now?
0: Is that a thing? Apparently. I'm on Chrysler.com
1: right now. I thought they were done making that.
0: Apparently, it's still out there with 363 horsepower. Holy crap. I thought they were done.
1: (laughs) Wait, maybe 2023 was the last year. It's on their website right now. You Uh, can spec
0: it it new. Okay. All right. But yeah. So of those three cars, really two cars, they have that many problems. Yikes. Indeed, yikes. Okay. Yikes. So I I think we need less technology in cars, less uh-huh. driver assistance, and uh, generally simpler manufacturing. And we would have better customer experiences with our vehicles. I will tell you that's why Audi is so high because they're trying to tech it out too much
1: uh uh, yes i i and the thing is is like they have a ton of issues with their e-trons specifically specifically the gts and the rs gts which is sad Uh, because those are really cool looking they are cool looking i'm you would feel claustrophobic in there because i do i it it as big of a car as it is it's very kind of just Tight and in, in the car, Corvette, it's very weird.
0: Corvette cockpit, yeah. Kind of thing, yeah.
1: Like there was like instances of when those things came out where like the car would just get bricked <laughs> on its own. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I and as somebody who owns one from twenty twenty one, I know like the newer stuff is even more high tech, and like I, I can see the issues from. 10 miles out like it's not it's not hard to, to figure out otherwise like mechanically um, my car has been fine there's a lot of happy people that are running 700 horsepower through their car and and having a grand old time with it so and then you, you've got the R8s you know putting 1200 through them with turbos and they last for so a while <laughs> yeah it, it's so yeah high at 275 sure I, it's all electrical issues from daily drivers like q8s q7s Mm -hmm. tech q5s tech shit tech shit yeah and that's what what i would attribute that to i know it's got to be the same thing with volkswagen land rover has always
0: been high (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're they're just they're uh, but it's all kind of cars and we talked about this before how s classes don't last Mm -hmm. ever since the 2000s s classes don't last and it's just because they they are the tip of the spear on technology, so they're awesome new. Right, Give them, give them two years, and they're not awesome.
1: Right, and, and that's the way European cars have been since they've been brought over to the States. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of BMW, which they, they've been knocking stuff out of the park uh, as of the last couple of years, and I don't think that they've gone as tech-heavy. After being in a new M3, I, I they're which, pretty techy though they are but I don't think they're they're
0: trying as hard as Audi is with it okay I, don't, I haven't spent as much time in brand new Audis to be honest so I'll give you that one all right let's uh let's move on to our appraisal segment here so this is a, a segment of the show where Dan and I will give each other a random auction from a random auction website on the internet for cars. And we have to guess what the hammer price is going to be. And if we get it close then we win, if we get it not close, then we lose and we take a cumulative average since the time we started this half a year ago. And right now Dan's winning, but every week is another opportunity for me to claw it back (laughs) because I'm at, I'm at 21.3% average off for the last six months and Dan's at seventeen point eight, so he's actually doing significantly better than me. Last go-rounds have been getting pretty lucky. I mean, if you want to call it that, that's fine with me. <laughs> um so last week you gave me a very pretty grabber blue boss three oh two with no miles on it. And uh I guessed forty-five thousand as the hammer price, and it went for forty-two, two fifty. Two hundred
1: fifty dollars more than what I guessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all luck. And uh, for once, I was actually better than you. And I gave you an E thirty M three project car. God, so that
1: ge- thing was just expensive, lapped out Beaver. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it, you guessed thirty five. It went for
1: forty thousand five hundred. Yeah, I just I. I get that they're hundred thousand dollar cars, but it's, I wouldn't have paid that for that car. All right. Yeah. I mean, they're thing. probably gonna put 40 into it and then sell it for 100000 grand. Yeah. So. Easily. Yeah. So suck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: not what I would buy. All right. What what do you have for me this week?
1: Well, the car I was talking about earlier was a was a twenty three take on four S Cross Turismo. Uh what? I yeah, I know. It's it's a crazy long name for a Porsche. Um it looks
0: like a Taycan.
1: Yeah, it looks like a Taycan, but it just it it's a cool green. I I don't think I've ever seen those wheels on a Taycan, But I like
0: it. I think Cross it, Turismo design wheels.
1: Y- yeah. Huh. There's just some differences to it. Um and I don't think I've seen a Taycan in a hatch
0: like is that that what makes it
1: across turismo yeah i'm assuming so yeah (laughs) i just i i like it it's cool just something weird i saw but it's not what i'm gonna give you okay uh because it's got two hours ago and that's lame i gotta give you some suspense
0: yeah let let me sweat for a day
1: (laughs) um i think that this thing is awesome i think it's I think it could go for where it is, or for a lot more. Um, it's very custom. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it says okay. nineteen ninety one LS three powered Land Rover Defender one hundred and ten. Whoa! <laughs> it's blue. Ooh, very, very blue. It's. I think it's gorgeous. This this ad should. They should have placed it on premium. How good these photos are! This is
0: yeah, it's nine nine. So I recognize the photos from the seller because nine eleven R is a very well known. Yeah, bring the trailer. Yeah, sorry, I'm slipping the auction name seller. And this thing is sick. Yeah, all their photos look very similar. It's so it. cool.
1: It's so yeah. cool. It's just something that caught my eye this morning, and I'm like, you know what, this is it. Um, so it's this thing has like no miles on it. I don't really understand how that works. Um, technically, with an engine swap, if it was a crate motor, it wouldn't have like nothing. Technically, um, um, but it,
0: but it's the it follows the
1: chassis, doesn't it? The chassis does. Fifteen hundred miles shown is very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, and the last Carfax was a hundred miles. So it it must have no miles. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's really at
1: sixty five thousand with the day to go how the uh, hell
0: do I do this <laughs> it's matte blue uh i
1: you know sorry buddy I liked this one <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't blame you this this thing is pretty damn cool yeah
1: i I would buy this at 65 grand right now <laughs>
0: it's not gonna really gonna like be 65 grand though no not ex- even close every other ls3 powered Defender 110 out there is over six figures. Yeah, it's a six-figure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean,
1: if just... if it were me, I, this specific build I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> would <laughs> I would probably pay 150 grand for it. Oof, personally. You think it's going that high though? I I, I think it's custom enough. I the, what worries me is the current market. Yeah,
0: but that's, it's nine eleven R. Yeah, mm.
1: I'm surprised it's not a premium listing. To be honest with you,
0: oh, I don't need it to be. I mean, it, the they are is, like premium on their own. I think that's part of it. Yeah,
1: and and there was a a black one, a ninety two that went for a hundred and seventy six in July. Not as cool. Mm.
0: This work work was completed in 2022 by a company called Impatient Creations of Alabaster, Alabama. (laughs) Huh. (laughs) Big brake kit, LED lights, aftermarket bumpers, side stuff. I don't like the bumpers, to be honest. Yeah, dude, this other one on here
1: has had 37... Hundred miles shown in 2022 and went for 157. Not as cool.
0: Shit. Not as cool. I'm kind of killing time because I'm trying to do research very quickly. Here.
1: <laughs> there are uh, there's some cool ones out there. A lot of LS3 builds. There must be like one specific company swap building kit a bunch of or these. Something. Yeah, or some sort of swap kit because they're all LS3s. Uh, this green one uh definitely not as cool uh went for 150 in May so oh God the chocolate interior with <laughs> mintish green and white on the outside I'm out
0: I'm oh. gonna say man it's only at 65 huh with a day to go with a day to go one 20 okay Ugh. All right. I'm a little scared of that, but that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's going to go for like 78.
1: This one shows 19 miles. What are these kit
0: cars? Is I think they're just imports because this one was imported to the U.S. in 2020. Yeah.
1: There's something weird about them. I like them, though. They're cool.
0: Yeah. All right. For you, Dan, this week, I got an interesting one. 2 grand. No, I'm just kidding. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I have something for you with 205,000 miles on it. Oh, that's a Toyota. <laughs> did you actually did you do you know what it is? No, I
1: just dude, there's nothing out there with that many miles on it. It's, it's not a Toyota. It's a
0: 1997 Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. It's a Supra. Never mind. It's a Supra. It's okay. a Supra. Six I was about to say, speed. Was, that,
1: was that the FJ? Uh, oh God. <laughs> that I saw earlier.
0: <laughs> so, so what we have here is a really ugly blue Supra. It's a it's a factory uh, GTE 2J GTE, I think. Um, six-speed manual the engine it's had an engine out restoration in which they replaced the pistons and piston rings but it's all factory is this the purple one they put in a factory ecu yeah purple blue blue. oh it's blue okay yeah and uh it has a a target top that they lost that doesn't surprise me um so this is a really badly represented car The thing is not worth what it's at. I'm sorry. Current bid, $41,500, 205,000 mile Supra with a seat that looks like it has 205,000 miles on it, a steering wheel that looks like it has 205,000
1: miles on it, and a pretty much
0: stock setup.
1: I'd be so afraid of what the underside of that car looks like.
0: Yeah, but so this uh, this auction is uh, it's frequently scrolling on the featured page, but it is very poorly represented. And so the comments, this thing has fifty seven comments on it right now. Ten thousand views, eight hundred people watching the auction. It's it's a it's a lot of people looking at it. But nobody it's, wants to buy it. Everybody it, just wants to yell at the seller about how stupid. The seller is I about mean, this car. It's a weird color. Yeah. yeah. Which, Apparently which, third gear is grinding also. That's that's why like I
1: who has anybody bid on it or is that just what? Yeah.
0: Yeah, people have been on it. I don't know when, but it was a while ago. Phase eighty <laughs> two on 82 uh so we're recording this on a thursday the last was on three days ago yeah 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 so what do you think what do you think this i mean look it's a shitty car but here it is getting auctioned off so i I just think i'm giving you a rough one i mean they opened it at 10k it's and it's no reserve also yeah which honestly that's
1: probably what that car really should be worth is 10 grand. It's not like it's beat to shit. It's not like it's a super <laughs> turbo. You know, I, I just like I gave you a tough one. This is a tough one. I like because this one just sucks. It Yeah, because it's beat to shit. But people are going to buy it for a stupid amount of money. Like what? What kind of stupid amount of money do you think? Oh, here we go. This one's interesting. 388,000 mile. 93. <laughs> but you in went, much better condition. It just sold on the 9th for 49 and a half. In much better condition. All, almost same spec car other than... now the seats are fucked. In the exact same way. Now this car looks identical. Is it ugly? It's the paint looks better and it has a target top.
0: Oh, complete factory yeah. numbers matching. Yeah. Cuz that matters. I don't even know <sighs> how that works on these. Dude, why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like a 30,000 mile 97 15th anniversary goes for 70. Like why is this one at 41? <laughs> <laughs> Modified ones back in october we're going for 40 and 45 yikes yeah right yikes
0: (laughs) somewhere (laughs) is a super turbo
1: (laughs) a super turbo in january with forty five thousand miles went for 75 grand like that's a
0: car that's a super you buy they're really not worth that much are they
1: um there were turbos going for a couple years ago that were like like two hundred plus a hundred, yeah, yeah. Um, I like yeah. One sold uh on the thirty first of January for one hundred and thirty, but it had nine thousand miles, so like unmolested kind of car. Sure, um, garage queen. Yeah, I, in my personal opinion, this car is not worth. 415. Do you
0: think somebody's going to put a negative bid on it and the I price mean, will go down? I,
1: I would try. Um, <laughs> um I I think I think that this car isn't going to sell for
0: <laughs> You don't want to You don't even want to say a number. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think I think like it's, it goes against your soul. <laughs>
1: I just don't think it's worth this. I the amount of work you're gonna put into it you're never gonna get out of it um forty six no forty five thousand <laughs> ninety seven dollars
0: oh. <laughs> prices <is> right rules <laughs> i just i don't even I, think you can bid in increments like that. <laughs> You can. Oh, yeah. You totally can. Yeah. You can. As long as it's a certain amount over the current bid. Yeah.
1: I just, God, I, yeah, I don't think that car will ever, I mean, maybe over time, it'll grow over like 20, 30 years, but like short term, the amount of money you have to put into that thing without knowing what the underside looks like, nah. Just nah. Just straight up n- no. Mm I would be interested if it was like at thirty one five, but not for forty one. I just Ugh. I'm not interested. That's a tough. You're roasting this thing, man. I I think That's it's too. Ast- no, it, the problem it's not the seller. It's the the people that buy these cars are the problem. They're way overpaying okay. it for nostalgia reasons and for the movie car. It, it's just. Have you ever driven one? No. I've sat in one, but never driven one. Me neither. I just and it's the same thing with the R34. Like, now that they're coming to the States, they're gonna be astronomically high because it's it's an R34. Hmm. And and any it. version of it's gonna be expensive.
0: That's all there is to it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh let's wrap that up. And if you've survived the first 30 minutes of this episode of us just nerding out on cars now we get to the last segment the the meat you could say we've we've had the potatoes the the sort of less dense probably a bit tastier a we're on healthy around ch- here we we ate the we ate the asparagus well but it's it's like fun asparagus or something <laughs> or okay we put it a, a different way but i don't like this way either you ate the meat first because it was the fun part and now you gotta eat the vegetables that <laughs> are yeah, better yeah. for you but i don't necessarily <laughs> believe that the vegetables <laughs> are are like relatively better for you than the meat yeah I guess. so we need a different <laughs> analogy here but basically we're going from the part that was entertaining to the part that's Really rich with value. So whatever. Yeah, I have no idea what he's talk. about
1: to talk about. So
0: I'm I'm buckling in for the ride too, guys. <laughs> so I watch a lot of motivational videos, and I take a lot of information out of those motivational videos, and I get a lot of interesting motivational quotes and mindset little tweaks and all these little things that I believe in the short run help me to make my mindset really sharp for that little period of time right after I listen to those videos and I hear something that uh, really changes my mindset. But over time, you know, I can only get punched in the face with that kind of motivational content. And that's really what it is, is that sort of punching in the face type of delivery. It's never the kind of thing that you you hear and it just resonates and it just sits in you forever and you just keep it. So I always feel like I have to re-up on that kind of stuff very often to really keep that mindset. And that works for me. Uh, but for a lot of people, it can be a struggle. And there are other ways to intake this sort of feeling into your into yourself that really should compel you to change your mindset and, and take action on that changed mindset yeah uh, that,
1: that that's why like i really love the uh go to the fucking gym guy on tiktok yeah because <laughs> he like he just straight up like punches you in the face and i saw one recently but uh we're where, like he goes what are you doing why are you scrolling it's late go to fucking sleep <laughs> go to fucking sleep yeah,
0: yeah I, was, I was like i love this guy yeah but the delivery is always very much you know 30 seconds 45 Mm -hmm. seconds it's not some long drawn out story right uh but those things can really snap you out of it in the moment and compel you to take action and so i want you listening to this to to take the lesson that we're about to share with you and use it when you are going to consume that sort of content whether it's one of our quick hit podcasts whether it's something on youtube something on Instagram, something on TikTok, whatever it is that you occasionally land on in your algorithm or you, you intentionally seek out, that sort of content can be extremely helpful for you. Extremely helpful. And this is how you lay, make that sort of content or other ways in which that sort of mindset shit is shift is delivered to you. Sticky. Here's how you make that mindset shift stick with you for a sustainable period of time in which you can truly make life changes that you were inspired to make in that moment. And the words that you're going to hear me say probably an annoying amount in the next few minutes is you decide. You decide. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by you decide? One of the first books that I ever really read, I didn't I didn't really read in in high school or anything like that, but one of the first books I read was Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I've talked about that before. It's a very impactful book on my life. And to summarize it in in three sentences for you folks who haven't read it, is to say that you are responsible for literally everything. Whether it is good, whether it is bad, whether it involves another person or a a power greater than yourself, doesn't matter. You're responsible for it. Those are my three sentences. And so now we're talking about how you can you can get punched in the face by this feeling, this mindset shift that is going to compel you into some sort of new action, but it may not be sticky. It may not be sustainable. You may watch a YouTube video and then go write a business plan, but then never act on it. You might go to the gym for two days in a row. You wake up at four in the morning and you go to the gym two days in a row, but then you stop. You might do a meal prep for two weeks and you're like, ah, not seeing the results. It's not worth it. Super yeah. common, right? Extremely yeah. common to see people pick up and put down the right initiatives in their lives.
1: Oh, that's that's a New Year's resolution <laughs> thing. Circling yep. back. There know? we go. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just find it so interesting that both of us kind of had like one of those life changing books, and mm. they're both by the same person. <laughs> Which one did you read? Uh, extreme ownership was was my first big one. Uh, it was the same book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Extreme ownership. Hey, there we and, go. Uh, th- I I actually read. Somehow, I ended up getting it backwards. I read the Dictonomy of Leadership first. Oh, okay. And then read yeah. Extreme Ownership. And both of those books are just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so you decide. I'm going to I'm going to fill in the rest of this sentence now with three different three different things. The first is you decide when to transform yourself. So, you listen to this motivational content and it says you Eric Thomas I used to wake up at 4 a.m., but now I wake up at 3 a.m. because I'm just so passionate. I have so much I want to do and I just have to outwork the competition because I can't do anything else. I'm not smarter than you. I don't have more privilege than you. I'm just going to outwork you and I'm going to wake up earlier to make that happen. And you listen to that and you go, fuck yeah, I'm going to wake up early too. I need to make more hours in my day. I'm going to be more efficient. I'm going to have that level of energy towards my life. I'm going to yell into a microphone like Eric Thomas does one day. (laughs) And in the meantime, I'm going to build myself up. I'm going to do everything that I need to do in order to become that powerful person. And then you don't even know where to start. So you just set an alarm and then you, it, you realize that you got to wake up early but that means you should probably go to bed a little earlier but you don't yeah. realize that until 10 o'clock 11 yeah, o'clock at night you just
1: can't jump into that that level of mindset like, well
0: you, it, it, no that's not what i'm saying yeah that, that's not what i'm saying because what i'm saying is it's not just about the one action yeah it's about a life transformation right it's a series and, of
1: actions over time
0: that build up into yeah, something great but it doesn't mean that you don't wake up early tomorrow you do wake up early tomorrow but that's not all you're going to have to change and you heard what i just described it's it's more than just i'm going to wake up early to quote unquote outwork people it's about the fact that you have something that you want to earn And so you're going to do these things. But in order to do, quote unquote, these things, you got to figure out what those things are. And that takes time. Yeah. You're figuring out the why. Why do it? Figuring out the why, but then also figuring out what it is really that you need to do. Because, yeah, waking up early, it does create more hours in the day. It does kind of teach your body to take initiative, to be disciplined, to do the right things that you know are good for you. But that in and of itself isn't going to get you there. And you have to decide to transform your whole life. That's where this is going. You may have a why, or you may have at least enough of a why to be so sick of where you're at that you just want to get out of it. And that is enough for you to take control of the decision to transform yourself. And we've talked about this on a very recent episode, just got to send it. Go back and listen to Just Got Ascended if you don't know what I'm talking about. But basically, you have to take the step off the cliff and do everything that is required once you step off the cliff in order to become the person that learns how to not hit the ground. That whatever word you want to use, hang gliding, flying, <laughs> rocket ship, we we debated that on that episode. But at the very least, you're taking the step and that's a 100% commitment. And the word transform or burn the boats or whatever you want to say, you have to decide that. And you can get that decision from a 45 second clip on YouTube. So that's the first thing you have to decide. The second thing you have to decide is, okay, I'm going to do this. You've, You've said that. I'm going to do this. And then you run into the first thing that makes you go, oh, shit. <laughs> this is hard. Or, or not even this is hard, but just like, oh, shit. And what oh, shit means is you're scared. Yeah. It means, oh, shit, I have to move from Michigan to Nebraska. And yeah, I don't know what's going to, I don't know
1: where I'm going to live when I get there. You, you've you got the parachute on. You've flown into the plane. You've now opened the door and you don't want to jump.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you have to jump. Or you've already jumped, but then the next step is you got to identify where you're going to (laughs) land. Right. And you go, oh, shit. And I heard a fantastic quote this morning that really, really helped me visualize this. Fear, if you want to picture fear, fear is an ocean that is one inch deep. But you can't see the floor from the surface. Uh, uh Uh-huh. So you think that it's this huge, massively intimidating, dangerous, expansive, dark, scary, hidden thing. But if you just step into it, you'll realize you can keep walking. You'll realize that you can just keep taking another step and another step. And you still don't, you still can't see what, happens in that next step you still can't see the floor but you know you're on solid ground and facing that fear but that's the next decision you have to make is you have now made the decision i'm going to transform i'm going to get to the other side of the ocean and then you look at the ocean and you go oh shit that's the ocean i don't (laughs) want to get in there but you decide that you have to get in there which is the equivalent of overcoming your fear that's the next decision i'm going to decide to overcome my fear i'm going to acknowledge that i have it i don't want to get in the ocean but i'm going to take that step i'm going to step into the ocean and i'm going to see whether i land on solid ground and if i don't then i'm going to have to learn how to tread water whatever it's going to take that's what you have to do that's what the second decision you have to make looks like i'm going to get over my thalassophobia.
1: <laughs> it's the fear gonna... of open water and deep water. What is it? Uh, thalassophobia. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's the fear of open water, deep water, oceans. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank I'm you. I'm going to get over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. And then the third decision you have to make is you've stepped into the water. And so, to your point, Dan, this is where you learn the why. This is yeah. where you decide what the why is. And really what that means is you don't let anybody's questioning of you push you off of your path. Yeah. You decide what, if any goal, which you, you've you already decided you're going to transform. So you better have a have a destination in mind. That destination will keep changing, but you have to commit to it. And then you have to commit to the pursuit of it. That's the final decision. But you may have gotten this far and not yet have one. You may have just said, I need to make more money. But you don't have, I mean, make, you know, nobody nobody talks about going to their deathbed and regretting not having another $10 million in the bank. So it, <laughs> it really isn't about that. We all know that. But money has a lot of utility in your life. And that's something we do still promote. You, You pursue. But the point is, that's not good enough that's not good enough. You have to pursue something that is going to be a commitment, that is going to be an opinion that you stand on to make your life better, to make the lives of everybody around you better, to make your life having been worth lived. So that is the final decision, that you will have a goal and you will pursue that goal. So To recap, you were sitting on your bed, 10.30 at night, you don't have shit to do, you should be going to sleep, but you're there on social media, and your algorithm, out of complete and utter blessing to you, gives you some motivational video from David Goggins, or Hormozzi, or Jocko, or Andy Frisella, or anybody, there's a million of them, so I'm not going to even try to name the rest of them. And it says something like you need to work harder or you need to have a goal or you need to make something of yourself that's important. So it says something like that. And you go, yeah, you're right, I do. And there you are, you're 10.30 at night, you're not doing shit. Are you just gonna scroll to the next video? You're just gonna swipe? Or are you gonna listen to it again and it's going to sink in a little more. And you listen to it again, and it sinks in a little more. And then you feel amped. You feel that feeling. Well, this is where you go from there. This is the steps. You decide, okay, yeah, I am going to do that. And then you commit to it. You make a commitment. You say, I am going to change myself. I'm going to change my thought patterns. I'm going to change how I identify myself. That's decision number one. Then you decide, okay, let me, I'm going to take action. I'm going to do this. Oh, shit. That's scary. That means I got to like talk to a stranger. That means I have to post something on social media expressing myself. That means I have to break up with this person who I'm not supposed to be with. That means I'm supposed to tell my parents that I'm not going to be reliant on them anymore. And I have to go out on my own. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't know what's what's gonna happen after that. Well, I gotta figure it out. And you take that step, you get over your thalassophobia, and you <laughs> take that step into the deep dark ocean, and you realize it's an inch deep. Well, and you realize even,
1: it's not even getting over it; it's confronting it. You it's know? overcoming it. Yeah. Yeah, and overcoming. Absolutely.
0: It. Yeah. Good correction. It's it is that so that you can build trust in yourself, build confidence in yourself, just like we talked about on that just got to send it episode where you move to a new state and you're not relying on your parents anymore and you have to figure out how to live independently or you decide to go into business in a certain area where maybe you had to drop out of college, maybe you had to quit your job, but you knew it was what you wanted to do and you did it and now you're proving to yourself every single day that you can do it you can be successful you're bucking conventional wisdom and it's working and you can trust yourself to continue to make the right decision but you do have to take that first step into the ocean in order to make that happen and most people don't even get that fucking far but once you get there There are so many success zombies, as Andy Fursella says, and people who just are out there to hustle grind for the fucking sake of it. And they will just work, 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 work and have no results. But then they'll find some other cool thing that's in crypto or real estate or NFTs or tech or e-com or uh, Mm -hmm. subletting and getting a virtual assistant and never actually getting into real productive action in a direction they'll just they'll just be in it to be in it
1: yeah you those people are annoying
0: as shit (laughs) but
1: i know someone like that, very close to me and (laughs) i i love him dearly very much very much so and uh i can't say he's annoying because i you know i love him but god he works too much for no reason Mm. there's like zero reason for it like he's not (laughs) progressing further
0: doing it Yeah. But so you look at that and you say, well, okay, you know, good on them for, for having the, the drive and the intention. They're they're kind of on the right track, but there's some misdirection there. So the last, but the thing that they're afraid of, the thing that they're not making a decision on is to say, this is where I'm going. This is the opinion that I have. This is the life that I want to lead. This is the legacy that I want to have behind me. And that's what matters. And that's a hard decision to make, but that is the decision, the final decision that you have to make in order to make that motivational content from whoever it is stick. And once you've done those three things, once you've made those three decisions, you can approach every single day with the intention to be a better person, to make your life satisfactory to have your head hit the pillow every night knowing that you did exactly what you were supposed to do today. And that's it. It's simple, sure, it's simple. But it's difficult. It's not easy. But you just it, at the end of the day, we can all watch those those short clips. That doesn't do shit for you unless you put it into action. And it's up to you to put it into action. You might listen to this and be like, oh, cool. And then you don't even fucking do anything about it. <laughs> so don't be that guy. Be the person that listens to this and says, okay, you know, I'm stuck at one of these phases. I've, I've, I'm amped about this. You know, we're 106 episodes in to the We Are Driven podcast. I've loved every single one of them. And I'm still not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So how yeah, I need to and, I need to change all these areas of myself, and I'm gonna do it
1: and if you recognize that you're stuck in one of those phases and and you don't quite have the answer for yourself, Arun and I are here to you know to help reach out to us we can maybe try and give some guidance on how to move forward
0: Good segue. How can people reach out to you, Dan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Thought that, that was, was good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Dan Larue on Facebook and LinkedIn. Dan underscore Larue on Instagram.
0: And don't reach out to me. Just reach out to Dan. Yeah. Hi, right. hi,
1: right, guys. I'm available. You know, to <laughs> give me and my DMs. Um, you know what?
0: Uh, well, and hey he you. was saying at the beginning of this, he's a little grumpy, <laughs> which is a decision in and of itself, but. You could probably help him out, (laughs) listeners. Just just send me
1: a heart emoji, please.
0: No, no, no. Have him help you. Yeah, seriously. Make Dan help you uh, because he gets it. At the end of the day,
1: this is why we do this podcast, just to
0: help people. Yeah. And if I can help in a more direct way, I will. Yeah, well said. And I know, I mean, I, I get the feedback all the time from people that are listening that are amped listening and they're, they're happy with what we're sharing. So, uh, with that, please do remember to share the show. Uh, if you do want to reach out to me, I'm at Arun Kumar on Facebook and LinkedIn and Arun D Kumar on Instagram. And with that, we appreciate you listening. This has been Arun and Dan and until next time, stay driven.